there. It was just dust and despair and, and just, uh, that, was their, that was their life. Going in circles, thousands of people every day dying in the wilderness and being buried in the wilderness. That, in, that entire first generation dies in the wilderness, leaving the second generation to go in and to possess the promised land. And so really, the word Deuteronomy just means second law. It just means that God was given to the second generation his law. It's like God was giving to that next generation another chance. Praise God. Aren't you glad that God is the God of another chance? He's the God of the second chance. And sometimes we need a third chance and a fourth chance. But God in his mercy, the Bible says he is rich in mercy. He is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. He had promised it to them and to all of their children that were going to follow them. And so this second generation was going to be able to claim the wonderful promise of God that was uh, to be made available to them. Now, I, I don't know uh, exactly. I think that sometimes there's some confusion about this whole idea but I just want to reaffirm this morning from God's word that God loves you. He cares about his people and he is a God that wants to bless you. That's not a, uh, that's not a twisted uh, prosperity doctrine. That's just God's word. That's what the Bible says. When you read the book of Deuteronomy, if, if there's anything that just keeps being repeated over and over and over again is that God says to his people, I want to bless you. And I don't know about you, but I want to live in the blessing of the Lord. I want to enter into the blessing of the Lord. And all that he has, all that he wants to give, all that he wants to provide. And in every area of your life, God wants to bless you. And it's his plan to bless his people. That really is an expression of the heart of God. God is good, and so out of that goodness flows all of these wonderful benefits and blessings to the people of God. Praise God. And quite frankly, I think that a lot of times we're living way below the benefits. We're living way below all the wonderful things. Healing is the children's bread. Healing is for us, all of us. Amen. Sure, we have physical challenges and and we are in, you know, these physical bodies that have their frailties. But that doesn't mean that the covenant and the promise of God is that God doesn't want to bless you and give you health and give you strength and provide for you in every area of your need. Believe that promise, not because I'm saying it, but because it's the word of God. Amen. That God is good. And out of that goodness flows all of his favor, all of his blessings and he wants to bless the people of God. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Remember now, they had spent 40 years in the wilderness. Moses is speaking to them and he says, my doctrine shall be like a drop of rain. My speech is going to be like uh, the dew that falls upon you, like a small rain on the tender herb and as the showers upon the grass. These have been desert dwellers for a long time and Moses is speaking to them. Let me tell you, this is how God can work. If you hear a word from the Lord, if you hear from God, it's just like that. It's just like a little rain upon a dry and a thirsty land. If you've been in that place before, oh, I've been there lots of times 
where I was dry, I was struggling, I was going through some trying situation, and uh, I would hear from God and hear a word from the Lord. It would just like rain falling upon you on a dry and a thirsty land. That's what Moses is saying. My words are going to be like a prophetic word being spoken to people that have been dwelling in a dry, dry place. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's the word of the Lord that will fall upon you. And then he begins to describe in this, this message that uh, actually Moses referred to himself as a prophet. He called himself a prophet. He was a patriarch. He was a lawgiver. He was, you know, this man of God, this deliverer for Israel. But he was also a prophet. He said there's gonna, God was going to raise up a prophet in his place, in his stead, to, be, to fill his shoes as a prophet of God. So these are words that he's speaking to them, prophetic words about this is what's going to happen. This is what's available to you. This is what you can enter into if you'll just believe God, if you'll just be faithful to God and serve the Lord, then you can enter into the blessing of the Lord. You can live that kind of a life where you enter into God's favor and blessing in your life. Amen. Amen. Again, this is not a twisted prosperity doctrine. This is the word of the Lord. This is a prophetic message from Moses to the children of Israel. And it's also a message for you and I today that we need to believe it and we need to, we need to trust God to help us. Uh, actually, when you read through the book of Deuteronomy, you'll see this message repeated over and over again. Uh, the whole book of Deuteronomy continually repeats the fact that God desires good things for his people. Amen. All these things he's provided, all these things he's created, and he's, he's provided them for the people of God to benefit from them, to be blessed. He said, you're going to be able to, the wording here is, you, you're, you're going to be able to suck honey out of the rock, out of the most dry uh, situation. I'm going to feed you sweet honey. I'm going to provide for you. And you can suck honey out of a, out of a rock. It's going to flow out of the hard place and the dead place. And, and God is going to sustain you and provide uh, for you. There's going to be wine, the fruit of the vine that's going to just pour out for you. And you're going to live in houses that you didn't build, he said. It's going to be a furnished house. And, um, and it, you're going to be able to partake of vineyards that you didn't plant and, and enjoy all the benefits. I'm going to provide all of this for the people of God. Amen. What a wonderful promise. It really reveals to us the character and the nature of God. And then in, in the text, it says that that the people of God would be God's portion. Just meaning you would be special. You would be his special allotment, his prized possession, the church, the people of God. And then he refers uh, to his people as the apple of his eye, your, your eye, which is the most sensitive part of your body that you instinctively want to protect and shield. That God is saying, you're the apple of my eye. You're the most precious thing to me. And, um, and we need to understand that we can enter into this blessed life, this, this blessing of the Lord. And it's God's plan and God's intention that the people of God live in that. Amen. I see too many Christian people downcast, defeated, hopeless, in despair, discouraged, defeated. You know, dealing with all this oppressiveness and, 
and anxiety and worry and fear and all of these things. Let me tell you, all of that is of the devil. All of that is the attack of the enemy. That's not of God. The plan of God is for you to walk in the blessing of the Lord and enter into that. Praise God. Amen. As I've been calling on the Lord and seeking the Lord, the Lord has just reminded me of how many ways and how many times that he has shown himself strong in my behalf how he's provided for me and and made a way for me in difficult times of trouble and trial and sickness. And so we are reminded again of the faithfulness of the Lord. And we don't need to believe the lie of the enemy. We need to believe what the promises of God are for the people of God. Why? Well, it's a reflection upon God, his nature, the nature of our God. Moses said, I'll publish the name of the Lord Ascribe his greatness. The word just means his magnitude. Immeasurable greatness of our God. It can't be, he can't be contained. Uh, the greatness, the magnitude of our God. He said, I'm going to describe this for you and, and try to make you to understand how big and how great that our God is. And, and there's no reason for you to be beaten down and defeated and hopeless. But be strengthened in the Lord today. In the house of the Lord. Be strengthened in the house of the Lord. Be encouraged in the house of the Lord this morning because he is a great and a mighty God. It says, uh, Moses says in the text, he is a rock. He is that shield. The rock was, was like a cleft, uh, like a place of hiding. He is your shield. He is your protection. He is your hiding place that you can depend on no matter what you go through. Praise God. It says his work is perfect. His work is complete. It's entire. There's no flaw in it that God, that's the way that he will work uh, in your your life. And all of his ways are judgment that God works in justice and truth and perfection. And uh, you you can depend upon the Lord. When everyone else fails you, you can put your complete trust in the Lord today. Praise God. And so we stand today in confidence that we can live a life that's blessed because it is a reflection of the character of God. It's a reflection of who he is. His nature, he is a good God who wants to pour out good things upon his people, the people of God, you and me. And so if you are born again, uh, following the Lord, serving the Lord, then you should be able to live in the blessing of the Lord. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Praise the Lord, living in God's blessing. But notice there's this warning in the, in the text also. And all throughout the scripture in the book of Deuteronomy, you'll see God will do this if you will do this. It's always conditional. God's blessing is always conditional. And uh, just if you'll do my will, if you'll follow my ways, if you'll, if you'll obey my commandments, walk according to my commandments, you'll be in line for the blessing of the Lord. We don't do it just to be blessed. We just understand that the joy of serving Jesus, following the Lord, living according to his will and his plan is going to lead us into a life of blessing. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there was this warning from the Lord to Israel and it it applies to all of us today. We all are giving great and exceeding great and precious promises. That's New Testament. All these precious promises are for us that we might be a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption 
that is in this world. There is this warning. The warning is this, that Moses said, at the very peak of, your good, of God's goodness to you, when you're so blessed, you're so blessed that you kind of get lost in those good blessings that God sends your way, and you will have the tendency to forget God. You'll have the tendency to forget all these good things have come from the Lord. No, they've not come from your abilities. They've not come from your, ingenu your ingenuity or your creativeness or your natural abilities. All, even those things have come from God. Even your talents and your skills and everything that God has given to you, they're all a gift from God. And if you're able to do it, it's because God has empowered you and gifted you to be able to do the things that you do. So your day should start every day thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this another day that you've given to me. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me the, the, the strength and the health and the ability to do the things you've called me to do today, to live out my life, to please you. Thank you, Lord, that you provided the strength of the Lord. Verse 15 of, this, of chapter 32, he says, And Jezurin waxed fat and kicked. It literally means that they were, were so flourishing, they were so doing so well that they began to trample the things of God under feet, that they didn't consider the fact that God was their source. He said, thou art grown thick, thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. He kicked against it, he cast it aside, he, he trampled it under his feet that God had been so Good, and Moses is warning the children of Israel, you're going to go into the promised land, live in these houses you didn't build, partake of the things that, that uh, have been left for you and all the blessings of the Lord that God's going to provide for you. But beware, beware, lest you forget the Lord, that you forget that God is the one that's blessing you and providing for you. Amen. All these good blessings come your way because of God's goodness. Sometimes... If we're not careful, all these blessings and all the good things in our life, we get blinded to the fact that every one of them have come to us from the good heart of God. Everything we have, everything that God allows us to be a part of and the strength that he gives us and your gifts, your skills, your talents, your abilities, everything has come to you because of God's goodness to you. They are, they are a part of the blessing of the Lord in your life. Sometimes we get so caught up in enjoying all the pleasures and the good things that God gives to us that we forget about him. We forget about the one who is the provider, the one that supplies us with all of these blessings. Remember the story of King Uzziah? He was just a young boy when he became king, 16 years old when he became king. But the Bible says, unlike his father, he did right in the sight of the Lord. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, it says. And then God began to use this young boy king. He was able to destroy his enemies. God empowered him to do that. He built a massive army. God helped him to defeat all of his enemies on every side. He built great walled cities and towers and great fighting machines. He became famous throughout all of the land. The name, his name was spread far and abroad. He was marvelously helped, it says. Marvelously helped until he was strong. What happened to Uzziah? 
Well, he just, he, he, he enjoyed the goodness of God and the blessing of the Lord. Enemies were defeated and everything was flourishing and growing and, and all the nation was, uh, he began to think, I did this. I did this. This is my strength. And the Bible says he was marvelously helped until he was strong. When he got strong, he became self-sufficient. When he was strong, the Bible says he was, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. And then he transgressed. He overstepped. He went into the temple and tried to perform the office of the priest. And you know the, the story and the tragic end of Uzziah. He started great and he did well. And for many, many years, the nation of Israel did well under Uzziah until he was strong, until he was proud, until he was self-sufficient, until he forgot that God was the one that was his strength and his help. Don't ever forget it. Don't forget it. You've got a lot of good things going on, no doubt. A lot of us are very, very blessed in so many ways. But don't forget the Lord. Have you forgotten God? Have you just kind of set God aside? And God isn't all that important in your life. Never forget where your help comes from. Understand that every day when you get up and you take your first breath, that breath comes from God. Understand that everything that you do every day, you should have a grateful spirit, a spirit of thanksgiving and praise unto the Lord. Amen. Start your day thanking God. Thank you, Lord. You've given me another day. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me opportunities. You've given me work. You've given me family. You've given me blessings. You've provided all these good things for me, Lord. Thank you. I know it's not anything good that I've done. It's because of your grace and your goodness that's being poured out upon me. And I thank you for that. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is looking for faithful people who will just remain true and, and faithful to him. Faithful in every area of your life. A faithful man who can find. Proverbs 20 and 6. I want to be faithful. And I do believe that if you're faithful to the Lord, God reciprocates by pouring out blessings that you can't even contain. Overwhelming blessings. Wonderful ways that God blesses you and provides uh, for you in, in a wonderful way. This is illustrated so clearly in all the, the scripture teaching about the tithe and how important that the tithe is. The tithe is not just an obligation. It's not a taxation. The tithe is a part of our worship. We come and we bring our tithe into the storehouse, into the house of the Lord, and we do that so that it will be a part of our worship. We do that because it's a reminder that this week, God has blessed me and has provided for me. And so when I come and bring my tithe, that's the first fruits of all that I have been able to earn and all of my increase throughout the week, everything that God has given to me. I bring the tithe and that tithe is a reminder. God has given me the power to do this. God has given me the power to earn what I've earned. God has given me what I've, I've needed to sustain my family or to, uh, to, to pay my bills and to, and to do all the things. God has done it. And so when you bring the tithe into the, into the house of the Lord, it's a part of our worship. It's a reminder to us of the faithfulness of God. Amen. So tithe and offering time should not be a time when everybody feels like, oh, let's get this over with. Uh, the offering time, let's get this over with. Or if the preacher talks about money, folks get all nervous and, you know, why is he talking about money? Well, because the Bible talks about it a lot. 
and because it's a, it's a, it's a reflection of our spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving unto the Lord. Sister Huff, I know we'll remember when we were in Nigeria a few years ago uh, that um, uh, the, the Nigerians, they know how to give offerings. They know how. They go, uh, they, they start with the, with the children and the children go to the back of the, the auditorium and the music's playing and they dance down the aisle and they give their offerings. Then the youth go to the back of the church and they dance down the aisle. And I mean, they're so full of joy. They're rejoicing because it's offering time. Amen. Amen. And then the adults go and they line up. Everybody participates and they all line up and they, they dance and they rejoice as they march down the aisle. They're truly joyful givers. They rejoice in the fact that God has provided for them and blessed them. So the tithe is, is a biblical reflection of our gratitude to God, our thanking God. Thank you, Lord, you've made a way for me. Thank you, Lord, you've given me work. Thank you, Lord, you've provided me with income. Thank you, Lord, you're sustaining my family and taking care of all our needs. I didn't do it. You're the source. You're the source, Lord. You're the one that pours all these good things out upon us. And so we come and we bring the first fruits of our increase as a worship unto our God who is a wonderful provider who blesses his people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Folks, we need to live in the blessing of the Lord. Amen. And understand the kind of blessing that God wants to give to his people. Go back a couple of chapters there to chapter 28. It's, it's, it's a wonderful chapter. And let me just read a few, few verses of this chapter. That This is, again, Moses describing to the children of Israel, this is, this is how I want to bless you. This is how I want to bless you. It shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings will come on thee and overtake thee. Doesn't that sound great? Sounds great to be chased down by blessing, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. They'll all come on thee and they'll overtake thee. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed shalt thou be in the field, Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall, thy, shall uh, be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. And the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and all that thou settest thine hand unto. He shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee in holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of, earth, of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid. Praise God. I'll stop there. 
read the chapter on your own. The last half of the chapter, then, it also describes what happens when you dishonor the Lord, when you turn away from the Lord, and the curse. In every area that you would have been blessed, you're cursed. Every area. Your family's cursed. Your work is cursed. Your finances are cursed. Your health is cursed. Everything is cursed because you've forsaken the Lord. You've forgotten the Lord. Oh, how important it is to put God first in your life. Amen. Get to the house of God. Amen. Get to God's house. Every chance that you can be in the house of the Lord. Put him first in your life. Serve the Lord with your whole heart. And just understand that these blessings that are in your life, they have come from this wonderful God that is good and gracious. And he pours out his goodness upon us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, and, and I'm skipping around different places in the, in the book of Deuteronomy because when you read through the chapter, you're going to see all these different, this repeated message that Moses just keeps giving to the second generation, telling them, God hasn't forgotten you. You're the next generation. You've spent 40 years in the wilderness. Now it's time to go in and possess the promise. Live in the blessing of the Lord. Go in and take hold of the things that I've given to you. Houses full of good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. How forgetful that we are. How forgetful we are. Amen. A few years ago, I went through a little health situation four years, four and a half years ago. And uh, during that time, the Lord reminded me that he knew right where I was at. And he was with me. And he sent someone to help me, to pray for me. And the church was praying for me, and the Lord brought me through it. Amen. And just recently, some other situations, health-wise, that Marsha and I have dealt with. And the Lord has reminded me in the last few weeks, don't forget me. Don't forget me. I'm the one that's provided for you. I've given you health. I've given you strength. I've provided for you in every area of your life. Don't forget. Don't forsake the Lord. Put him first so that you can live in the blessing of the Lord, your God. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the promise of your word. I just pray, Lord, for some in this meeting today, Lord, that they've allowed just time and all these good things that we enjoy to kind of cloud our our understanding and our memory. Lord, help us this day to be reminded of the goodness of God in our life and Lord, to be grateful and to put you first in every area of our life. Forgive us, Lord, because we have forsaken you. Forgive us, Lord, that sometimes we just turn away from you. We just trod you under our feet, go on living our life, enjoying all these good blessings and we forget that you're the source. Lord, forgive us because we, f we forget that all these blessings have come down from the Father of lights, poured out upon us. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for blessing your people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we stand, everybody?